Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where we get into people's heads and find out how their choices in life has affected them. My name is Leslie Fear. I'm your host. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Tonight, I'm joined with Chrissy Mondragon, and she's with DFW Pug Rescue. Welcome to the show, Chrissy. (laughs) Thank you, Leslie. Happy to be here. You and I, we have a little bit of a history just because you know both of the pugs that I have rescued. The first one was Molly back in 2009, and the other one was Dexter well, his name was Tucson at the time, back in April of 2017. But tell me a little bit about DFW Pug Rescue and what you guys do. Well, we are a 501c3 nonprofit rescue, which means that everybody who does anything for DFW Pug Rescue is a volunteer. We are run strictly by volunteers. We rely on donations and fundraisers and our events. Our motto is leave no pug behind. They're seniors, they can be special needs, puppies, adults, you name it. We do take in pug mixes too. And on occasion, we have taken in a few pug imposters. <laughs> we were started in 1996. Oh my goodness, I didn't have any idea it was that long. I did not know that. Uh, we are the oldest pug rescue in Texas. It started by Fred Campos. He is our founder, and he started off by fostering pugs in his home. I, I think at one time he had like 15, 20 pugs in his home fostering at one time. My goodness. He got organized, and he got a board of directors, and here we are. Wow. Well, I tell you, uh, DFW Pug Rescue is, so far, they are the most professional and the most precise and intricate operation that I've ever been associated with. Now, I don't rescue any other dogs. I only really know yours. I know a little bit about some other rescues just from us going to the vet and talking to them, that kind of thing. But you guys take it seriously. You really have to want a dog, any kind of dog they have, whether it's a puppy, a senior, a special needs, whatever. We ended up getting both of ours were a year and a half at the time. So can you tell me what, what made you passionate about this? Is this something that you've always loved doing? Have you always been in this kind of business or is it just the pug situation? <laughs> well, first of all, I want to say thank you for complimenting us. We, we do have a great bunch of volunteers and directors that they take it very seriously, rescuing pugs, placing them in the right homes with the right families. We do not do first come first serve basis. Like because you put an application in January and a pug comes up does not mean that you're going to get it. You know, you could be waiting until June or July. Right. Our pugs are pugs are picky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They deserve after everything they've been through, they deserve that chance to have the perfect forever family and thank you for that compliment. We we do take it serious. What what got me started was when we first moved to Granbury, I think it was in 2008, my husband has always wanted a pug. And we were at a swap meet in Stephenville, and there happened to be a pug, a pug mix there. It was a pug, zoo. So we got a pug zoo. And little Richard was his name. And about a few years later, I figured he needed a buddy to play with. You know, he's just playful. Pugs are playful. And so I got online and found DFW Pug Rescue. I think this was in 2013, and we tried to adopt, but our pug zoo was a little picky about his new playmate, so it didn't work out. We tried twice, and it just didn't work out. Kept the pug like on a foster basis for two to three days, and he just didn't take to it. So I, I gave up, and Judith Wells, the transport director, contacted me and asked me if I would do a couple of transports. and. I started doing home visits because I was far out west and where they didn't have a lot of volunteers. And I did a transport to Big Spring. 
and I am a transport failure. I ended up adopting <laughs> the transport because our pug took to it. So I'd never volunteered with an organization before, and I just got hooked. Love the people. I started doing foster applications for the foster department, and home visits, transports, and then eventually it led into being the foster director. Last year, I had to move to Oklahoma, so I started doing operations. Since everything I do in foster was by cell phone, email, or text message anyway. Right. Yeah, so it's not that far to travel for our director's meetings every three months or so. And that's how I got started, and I love it. I love the people. I I love watching the Friends of Facebook page with everybody's their pug stories and their pictures. It never gets old. Oh, it's so much fun to look at, and and, uh, I crack up because so many people are so clever with some of the things they say and and caption with the pictures of their pugs, and they're so sweet, and the videos. But I, I have to ask you the tough questions about these poor animals. Sometimes they are found, and they're not in great shape. And that's kind of what I wanted to bring to mind for people to understand that these poor animals have been sometimes abused or left or and or all of the above. And some have not. Some are just, I think, escapees from wherever they were. I, I don't even know. I think that happened with Molly. But that's the whole situation with the pug rescue, the donations on how to get these poor animals back to giving them a fresh start and giving them some kind of life that they didn't have before. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Like what goes toward when you do adopt and what kind of things your pug goes through as far as shots and all those things? Yeah, I can tell you there's in rescue, you see a little bit of everything. You do see the horrible side of dogs that have been abandoned. I'm pretty sure I think your Tucson, from what I remember, was one of those. Yes, he was. You know, you, we we are going to be starting a, a campaign. We, we are seeing a lot of people on Craigslist trying to rehome their animals. And I cannot tell you what such a horrible idea that is. Call rescue. And as you know, to adopt, <laughs> we turn you inside out. We're going to call your references. We're going to call your vet. We're going to do a home visit on you. We're going to keep track of you at some point, always. And when people go through a rescue, they're serious. But when you rehome through Craigslist and the Internet, you're really taking a horrible chance with your pet. But we do see all sides of it. You, you see the bad side and you do see the good side. You see a lot of people who surrender their pet because it's the best thing to do. If they're in military, they're moving, relocating, financial problems, there's always rescue, and we will always take them. And when we first get your pet, whether it's a stray from an animal shelter or a good Samaritan calls a rescue because they have found a pug, first thing we do is check for a microchip, uh, make sure someone's not looking for this dog. We do have a social media team who will get on social media when the dog is still in the clinic, getting the medical treatment that they need, if they need any. They always get shots when they come in. That's that's a given or spayed or, or neutered. Unless they're a stray, we do hold off on the spay and neuter. We get our social media team on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and they start searching to see if anybody's looking for this dog. And, and I got to say, Chrissy, the pug rescue group on Facebook is extraordinary. You put a picture of a pug that needs help and I'm, I'm not even kidding. There's a hundred replies. There's people going, hey, such and such, it's over there on you. I'm on it. Okay, well, I'm on it too. Tell her if she can't do it. I, I mean, it's craziness. 
how much these people help these animals. And it's, it's enlightening. It almost makes you want to cry. It's just so precious. And then they give you all the updates when they send pictures. And it's just amazing. You, the group, and there's never drama. There's never anything but wonderful pictures of pugs and wonderful people taking care of them. And then you start really feeling for the people that take care of them. Because if they're sick, somebody else t- steps in. It's just incredible. It's fantastic, isn't it? I mean, it really is heartwarming. And if you put something on there, hey, I'm having a problem with my pug. It's got a goober in its eye. You'll get 100 replies on what you need to do in the eye. It, it is fantastic. It's a nice little pug family. No, and it really is. And it's like a, it's like the Google for pug anything, right? <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, once we bring them in, whether it's shelter, owner surrender, um, puppy mill, they go to the vet. One of our, We have several vet clinics around the DFW area that are just fabulous. They do work with rescue on expenses. They go into them, they get whatever they need. If they need their shots, they need any kind of medical care, eyes, ears, everything gets done at the clinic. And then they go up for foster. Right now, pugs are still very popular. Sometimes they're already pre-adopted before they even leave the clinic. But we do like to get them in a foster home first to get a set of eyes on them, someone who knows pugs, and then can tell what demeanor they are. So you get a good feel of what kind of family they need. If they're, you know, an older pug, a little cranky, you don't want to put them in a house full of children. Right, right. I mean, we take into consideration. So, yes, we like to get them into a foster home and get our foster eyes on them, let them have them for, you know, six, seven, eight days, sometimes even longer to get a good feel. They never go out for adoption unless they're medically cleared. If they have ear infections or eye infections, something that we think is going to be a lingering thing, or if they got like a little mass or something, we make sure that they're they're completely vetted and ready to go by the time that they're adopted. Our fosters are a wonderful, wonderful team of people. It doesn't get any better than fosters. They're our eyes and our ears. Yes. They are fantastic. I was just telling my husband the other day, I said, you know, if we ever go back to Europe when the coronavirus is over, obviously we can't take the dogs. So he was like, we need to call that lady and and pug rescue. She'll take both of them. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? She would. And she'd be amazing at it. And it's just nice to know because she's fairly close to us too. It's just nice to know there's someone who can take your pugs and she'll love them just like her own. It's amazing. She puts pictures up and she's like, guess who I have this time? And I've got four or five or however many she has. And what a gift that is. And she fosters them too. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. She does wonderful work, and she is like a pug encyclopedia, especially with diabetes, which is very common with pugs. Actually, I think it's starting to be common with a lot of dog breeds, but yes, she is wonderful. I love the pictures. <laughs> oh, I know. Now, if somebody is looking for a dog, now obviously any kind of animal you get, whether it's a dog, a cat, or whatever, you really need to be dedicated and know that you've got to take care of it. It's got to go to the vet. you got to make sure it's always has its shots and updated on everything. But if somebody does want to contact DFW Pug Rescue because they really do want a dog, and I'm telling you, pugs are some of the best demeanor dogs I've ever been around. That's why we always have them now. What do they have to do? Do they have to contact you? I know they have to fill out some information, but you can kind of tell us maybe how much it costs, how you know about how long it is to wait, how easy it is to get one pug or the other, whether it's older or younger. Could you give us a little bit more information about that? Um, right now, of course, first step is to fill out an adoption application and, and go through the whole process to get approved, And which means that if you do have already existing pets in your home, they need to be up to date on all of their shots and vaccination. And um, you have to go through your home visit. Your references have to check out. 
your vet records have to check out. And your home visit is very important for several reasons. You know, we get to meet you, you get to meet us. When a home visit is done, if you don't have a fenced yard or if you have an open pool, we will educate you on the fact that, you know, those things are, they need to be watched. Just like having a right. toddler. You know? No, it is. Right. Even though, I mean, I have a bonded pair of pugs and we have a pool in the backyard that's not fenced. And I won't let them in the backyard without me. Right. That small little chance, even though they've never been interested in the pool. They are interested in frogs, and the frogs jump in the pool, and I just sit there and think to myself, one of these days, (laughs) my little one, she's going to see a frog, and she's going to go chasing after it, and she's going to get so excited, she's going to jump in the pool. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's so easy. You're right. It's just like a toddler. You've got to watch them. Yeah. It happened that fast, and of course, uh, pugs are usually chunky and not very good swimmers, so (laughs) you're just always careful, but things like that get talked about at your home visit, not leaving food down available to them all the time if they're not familiar with, you know, how pugs eat, leaving them alone or crating them. There's so many things that go into that home visit and your approval process, but once your approval process is done, I'm going to tell you right now, right now, pugs are so popular, we don't have a lot for adoption. We're adopting them out quickly, but this time of year, for some reason, we just don't get a lot of pugs in now around the holidays believe it or not this is the bad side of rescue you will see a lot of people get rid of the older dog for the holidays because the family want a puppy oh my goodness oh we see so much of that we see a lot of that we see a lot of we're having a new baby we can't take care of the dog anymore you know having a dog is good practice well no that's the whole yeah we we had an actual um pug mix before we had molly before we even went through dfw pug rescue we had a it was a pug cocker spaniel mix that was a different mix but um and he was great around the kids but he got cranky when he got older i can't not imagine loving a dog for even two weeks let alone however long before you decide, I don't want this dog anymore. I can't even imagine giving it up. They're my children, just like they're, I'm sure, your children. It's amazing, but you know, the great thing about it is they call rescue, and that's what we want them to do. You don't know their reasons. You don't know their home circumstances. I'm just thankful they call rescue. For me, shelter's a good place, too. I mean, we were on, they do the best they can. They are... The shelters in the DFW area are fabulous. They are fantastic. They do what they can when they can. They call rescue when there's certain breeds. Like if there's a Cocker Spaniel rescue in DFW, they will call the Cocker Spaniel rescue when they get one in. If it's an older one or it has health needs, they'll, they'll call rescue right away. They do have a three-day wait period as well, you know, mandated by the state and that kind of stuff. But the shelters are great. But as long as... You know, you're not trying to rehome the pug yourself or your pet yourself or just dumping it somewhere, which is a huge problem. I praise anybody who does that. Especially at Christmas, kids want a puppy, they get rid of the older dog. And it's hard to think that that happens, but it does a lot. So this time of year, we're not as busy. We pick up during the holidays. We always do. And springtime, we always do when school lets out. This year's, of course, with COVID and everything's been a little bit different. Right now, there's a high demand for pugs, rescue pugs. I've noticed that um, the big flea market, there's always animals there. And you know where I'm going with this. Where they, where they sell the animals. And, you know, I always warn people not to buy an animal if you can rescue it. Um, because you just don't know where it's been, how well it's been taken care of. It may look great when you see it, but it could have any number of problems they won't be responsible for. They won't act like they are. So I just try to steer people away from that. Every sale that they get keeps them in business. And if you saw what the mama and, and the daddy go through, for that little puppy that they're selling, your heart would just break. So, yeah, we, we do the same thing. Please rescue. 
if you keep these backyard puppy mill breeders in business, it's just horrific. They, they'll give you fake shot records. Chances are the dogs probably have parvo. We've seen a lot of that this year. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a batch of puppies that were for sale in the DFW area around Texas in, in general. And the pug puppies had parvo. Oh, and that's such a hard, that's a lot of them don't survive that, correct? Don't. No, they don't. And they don't even think anything of it because when the puppy's nursing on mama, they're immune from it. The minute they stop getting mama's milk, parvo shows up. So it's a sad thing. But yes, rescue, rescue, rescue. Right. Well, and honestly, it's just the right thing to do. And you're right. Let's not, this is just more of an education for some people that really want any dog, uh, whether it's a pug or any breed of animal. There's lab rescues, there's bulldog rescues, there's other kinds of rescues, not just pug. And that's the thing. If you want a certain breed, please go through a rescue. I just think that's just the best way to go. And you know what? This dog, any of those dogs have been well taken care of. But let me ask you something. So let's say someone does want to donate. They can't really get a dog yet, but maybe they want to donate and help the organization. What can they do? Tell me more about that. You can go to our website. There's our our PayPal donate button. You can make a a monthly donation or you can just donate, you know, randomly whenever you want. Right now, we are gearing up for our first ever online Pugoween. It will help buy supplies for our hospice pugs. We do have hospice fosters. We probably have at any given time probably between 12 and 15 hospice pugs, and they need medical supplies every month. They need like potty pads and certain kind of medications, insulin, needles, eye drops, ear drops, all sorts of stuff, medical care. Every month, they got to go in, you know, sometimes and, and get therapy. We've had therapy dogs before, and so it really helps us to have donators and sponsors for our events. This year, like I said, has been really kind of different, I think, for every rescue around since you can't have your big events. Our two big events every year are North Texas Giving Day and Pugoween. Those two events combined with our regular sponsors and donators gets us through the year. Our medical bills can get pretty hefty, so they can go to our website Um, Our main Facebook page also has a PayPal donate button on it. North Texas Giving Day, which is the 17th of this month, is huge for us. For every $25 minimum, it gets matched by local businesses in DFW. Oh, wow. Wow. Because I know how badly my little Dexter, what kind of shape he was in and all of those donations. He was as thin as I've ever seen any dog ever in my life. I could see his hip bones and he was just left. It was just terrible. I saw the pictures and and the, the woman that rescued him, she sent me some of the videos and it just broke my heart. But he looked like a whole different dog when we got him and we were thrilled. But he needed a lot of work and he needed a lot of a lot of help. And I do know that people, because you reached out, the wonderful people just on the actual Facebook page were amazing in helping with his condition as they are with others. So now if somebody does want to adopt, can you tell me, is there a certain price? Is it the same price all across the board for everyone? No, it depends on what age you get. Um, Final adoption fees, it's like $300 for a one to three year old. Okay. And that Keep in mind when I give you these prices that all their vaccinations, their microchip, which their microchip is forever. The microchip ID does stay in DFW Pug Rescue's name. Our microchip database is kept up yearly. That means, because I think a lot of times when people get their dog's microchip, they do not realize that you have to go online, you have to pay a fee like every year to keep it updated in the database. Well, with rescues, it's automatically done. So we keep a, a separate spreadsheet of our microchip database who adopted the dog 
their address, their telephone number, and that's why we always tell everybody when you adopt a dog, if you move or you change your number, just shoot us an email or get on social media and let us know and we'll contact you so we can update our microchip database. It is so important. It has saved so many pugs from being lost. Oh, I'm sure. Right. It leads them right back to DFW Pug Rescue. We get a call. It doesn't matter what time of night it is. AKC Reunite calls us gives us the chip number, says we have your dog because the shelters will let them know. And we get a phone call, just look it up on our database and say, oh, so-and-so adopted this dog and they have their dog back right then and there. It is great. So in these prices, it's their vaccinations, all the medical care that they needed when they first came in, spay or neuter, eyes, ears checked, physicals, everything, their microchip. So it's 300 for one to three-year-olds, 250 for pugs three to eight years old. And 175 for senior pugs age eight years or older, and it's 350 for puppies under 12 months of age. And I'll tell you, we do get puppies in, but it's very rare. And and they're grabbed up so quickly, it's not even. <laughs> yeah, they just don't come in very often. We get adults to seniors and special needs. And then if you're interested in two pugs, you want to adopt a bonded pair or just two pugs at all. Seniors are two for one at 175. Or you can pair a senior with an adult pug for 250 Considering some of these places, like, you know, they have at those big swap meets, they're selling pug puppies for like five, $600. Well, and they, I've seen it up to like 800 You know, I saw a pug online. It wasn't at the trade day place, but it was online. My, my daughter found it somewhere. She's like, Mom, can you believe how much they want for this dog? And I'm like, the thing is... You're right. It has not been spayed or neutered. It has not had all its shots. It has not been microchipped. It has not been looked over. We don't even know if it has any kind of disease like Parvo. You are so much better off going through a rescue. These people care. So Chrissy, can you tell us where everyone can find you guys on social media? Yes. Our main website is www.dfwpugs.com. Instagram is dfwpugrescue and Twitter is at dfwpugrescue. Perfect. And girl, I tell you, thank you so much for joining me tonight and just letting everyone know and maybe educating everyone about how important it is to rescue animals, specifically pugs, because that's what we're talking about. But any animal, let's let's do some rescuing here. And I appreciate your time. And thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you so much for having me. I've been excited about this all week, to be honest with you. We appreciate your support and love that you've adopted from us. It is great. Thank you for having me on. If you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review. It'll help my podcast out and more people will be able to listen. Also, I am a novelist and write paranormal romance. All my books are available on Amazon.com, so check me out. And you can also reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you guys all for your support, and I'll talk to you next week.